Today's sponsor is Audible with an unmatched selection of audiobooks, original audio shows, news, comedy, and more. Get a free audiobook with a 30-day trial at audible.com slash decode. Today's show is also brought to you by FreshBooks, which makes cloud accounting software that is ridiculously easy to use. FreshBooks has completely transformed how 5 million small businesses deal with their day-to-day paperwork. They do everything from invoices to expenses to time tracking. Get a 30-day free trial and start saving time and money at freshbooks.com slash ask. Hi, I'm Kara Swisher, Executive Editor of Recode. And I'm Lauren Good, Senior Technology Editor at The Verge. And this is Too Embarrassed to Ask, our podcast about consumer tech. Not just gadgets, but also apps, services, and really anything that has to do with you and your tech questions. Yep, and we try our best to answer those questions for you. So if you have questions about technology that you have been too embarrassed to ask, please send them in. There are a couple ways to submit your questions. First, you can tweet them to at Recode or to myself or to Lauren with the hashtag too embarrassed. That's two R's and two S's in embarrassed. Or you can send Kara a flower arrangement. And in the flower arrangement, you can include a little card that has your question printed on it. Two R's, two S's. <laughs> and then she'll be sure to look at it. No, yeah. really, we also have an email address. That's the best way to do it. It's too embarrassed at recode.net. Again, two R's, two S's. You know, someone sent me cupcakes today, but, uh, you know, that, that's oh, okay. That's a great right. idea. They can just get you enough cupcakes to write their question in frosting. Oh, my God, Lauren. That would be a lot of cupcakes. <laughs> you can find all our past episodes on iTunes at iTunes.com slash too embarrassed to ask. And while you're there, leave us a review. So you're back from your diplomatic trip to Washington, D.C. Yes, I am. I settled all the problems across the globe. Globe there, and I, I hung with the hoi polloi, the elite, apparently. And how was the, that? The swamp, as they say. It was nice. I really enjoyed it. I was not invited to the state dinner where I could see Michelle Obama in that Versace outfit. I was not invited. I don't know where the invitation was. Oh, that's such a bummer. You know, they did serve one pretty well-known California wine at that huh? dinner. I read the menu, and Mario Batali was there and everything. So I'm going to get you a bottle of that wine just so you can no, experience that's that. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I've been to state dinners. I've covered them when I worked at the Washington Post a million years ago, but I have not been invited to one as yet. Kara, even though you are back in San Francisco now, you've shown that you will go to great lengths to avoid me, it seems, because you're in the same city, but you're actually at a remote location right now. So you're using Skype in case Kara sounds different to everybody. I have to travel to Vegas later to do our Code Commerce uh, event. And so I have to rest up for my, you know, all night binge with uh, Dan Fromer and Jason Del Rey. Well, it's understandable. Yeah. But if you're resting up, that means maybe you're not going for a run today. And today Uh, we're talking all about running running. apps or workout apps, really. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Um, I know, but it's, uh, I will run, I will run in Vegas. I'll run, you know, from across the casino and everything else. And, and it, I do want to talk about this because I've had a lot of problems with these running apps. I've been trying a whole bunch of them and I, I'm very dissatisfied with them in general, but let's, you know, we can talk about this. Yeah, it seems like workout apps, running apps in general are something that people have been asking us about a lot because we've talked a bit about unwearables, as Kara calls them, you know, wearable gadgets that you slap on your wrist or in some cases other parts of your body and track your data for you. In a lot of cases, this is specific to health and fitness data tracking. But in some instances, you really just don't need that extra piece of hardware. I mean, there's some positives to having, you know, a wrist wearable that tracks certain, you know, granular statistics. But in a lot of cases, you just need a smartphone app. And there are plenty of health and fitness apps out there. In fact, it's one of the more popular categories on the app stores. And that's all you need because you have your phone with you all day anyway, right? Yeah, I've been trying a bunch because I want to be told what to do. I literally, that's what I'm waiting for in all these fitness things. Is they give me numbers, they give me steps, they give me all kinds of stuff. But they never tell me what to do. I like run this far, 
and then tell me how I did, you know, essentially. I want mm-hmm. them to just say, this is what I, you work out today. This is what you work out tomorrow. And I got to find, you've got to really, none of them are ideal in the way they do them. And so I've been sort of frustrated. And I don't like just the, the devices themselves because, again, I, good, I did 10,000 steps. What does that mean? What do, you know, what, what should I do next? What is the time? You know, I want a lot of contextual stuff that they're not giving them. I really do want them to boss me around, Lauren. That's what I'd like. <laughs> you need a Kara Swisher for Kara Swisher is what you need. Yeah, exactly. You need like Kara and app form, workout app form. I would like to have them give me, just by clicking on, I go for the run, it records it, it asks me to make a smiley face. You know, a lot of them have that, but each of them is just so glitch prone and so non-intuitive that I'm waiting for the perfect one to come out. So you've been using the Nike mm-hmm. Plus Run Club app, right? Yes, the I, new I've, one. I've, I've used a lot of them, actually. I'll tell you the truth. I've used, I'm going to open my phone right now. Okay, tell us which ones, you're, which ones you're using. Right now, I've tried the Run 10K. I kind of like it. Uh, it's okay. Everything, Everything's not perfect. I've tried the 10K Runner, which is one of the more popular ones. I went and looked up, you know, which ones are the most popular. I've, I've tried Run Keeper. I've tried the Nike Training app, the tra- Nike Run Club app. The original Nike run app was actually the simplest and the best, but the new one is full of glitches. And I've called Nike to complain many times and gotten all the way up to the top, but they don't seem to be fixing it or focusing on it. Yeah. In fact, Cult of Mac wrote an article last month that was called, it was titled, Why Did Nike Ruin Its Beautiful Running App? Yeah, And exactly. the article talked a lot about how um, instead of it just being a pretty straightforward running app, like the prior one, which had four and a half stars in the app store and was wildly popular. It this one is, it, it tries to tie in some social networking features and people yeah. don't seem to be reacting very well to it. You know, I, I literally just want to be told, run 1.5 miles today. Okay. Today you do a bunch of sprints. Okay. Today get, go over to our training one. You know, the Nike one's the best looking one but just in general and I think a lot of them you know like a lot of them keep runs and if you're like you're like a good runner that's okay you do understand that do you know what I mean but but if you're not a good runner if you're just sort of a person it just tells you where you ran and and what I want to know is more much more than that and I don't I, I, I know some people want to you know have their friends do it but I would like not to are you training for a race I just picked one. That's what I thought would be a good thing. I was going to, I just picked run for a 10 K. Like I wrote, I ran a 10 K I think back in 1983 or something like that. <laughs> but, but I, I definitely was just, I use that because I think it's just, it's the best way to do it. And so I'm looking at run keeper right now. And, and again, like I go right to run a race, pick a 5 K for example, 5 K plans. And it goes sub 30 minute 5 K beginner 5 K to finish run walk beginner 5 K. And I just don't understand the difference. Like, it's just like, it's still not like, this is what I want to do. And they're, they're fine, but they're not, they're just not ideal. I don't know how else to understand, explain it. As you're running, are you looking down at your phone and yeah. looking for your pace and your split time and things like that? You know, I'm just a casual runner. I think a mm-hmm. lot of people who are serious runners have all that other gear and I'm not a serious runner. I would just like to be able to do a 10 K, you know, really well. That's mm-hmm. all mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Have you so, ever tried Strava? I have that, 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 but that doesn't give me, tell me what to do. That doesn't exactly tell me what to do. I'll tell you. Yeah, there are training programs. So a lot of these apps, by the way, are structured similarly in that they do the basic tracking thing for free. You can download the app for free. A lot of them are available across platform, iOS and Android. And then if you want to get a training program, if you want to get uh, more granular insights, in some cases, like with, with Strava, they even just added a safety feature where 
Kara, even if you're not a Strava user, I could send you a unique URL to my workout while I'm out running in the dark at night. And then you could essentially track me and know that I'm safe. And if my battery died, you would get an alert that my phone battery died and like yeah. all this cool stuff. Right. But that's a premium feature. Um, in some cases, you might see a workout app that will allow you to post a photo after your workout. That might be a premium feature. Um, so they're basically, you know, they're tiered, they're freemium. And and a lot of them will just do sort of the basic, okay, you ran three and a half miles and here's a little map afterwards. Right. And then if you right. want to get more into it, you want the training program and things like that, you have, right. you have to pay for it. Um, which is where no. I, I don't think a lot of people do pay for them. I get it. But say I'm looking right now at this Runkeeper one for a 10K. The first day, two miles slow, three miles slow, two miles slow, four miles slow. I'm like, what? That's the one reason I did like the Nike one is because they did all kinds of different things. And so all of them have, I can't say all of them are perfect. Does that make sense? All yeah. of them are problematic is what they are. They all have something that's that's bugging you about them. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. What I'd like it to be is as easy as Tinder, which I use almost daily. Now, I'm, <laughs> you know, I just, it just like it should be just click, 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 and I, it's not. It's not, and it should be. I don't think there's that many options that you'd need to put in. But I, I find them all problematic for different reasons. The Tinder of running. Some entrepreneur out there right now is listening to this and they're going to come up with the Tinder for running. And I just hope that you give Kara Swisher credit for that because, yeah, you should just be able to open the app and swipe and start. And it should be like super simplified. And they're, you know, some of them are trying. But um, right. the thing that bothers me about, so I love Strava. And one of the reasons why I like it is because of the community that it has. It's really, I think, uh, predominantly still a kind of a cycling app and known as a cycling app, although they have more and more people using it that are now doing different things. And they have a lot of people who use it for running as well. And I use it for both running and some cycling, though I don't do all that much cycling. And um, and so there's a like sort of this rabid community of people who get involved and give you kudos for certain workouts. And you can look in like the, your neighborhood routes and you can see, oh, well, this person this particular, you know, route or trail or path in this time. And so I'm going to compete with them. It establishes this level of competition, even with like strangers, like even with people that you're not following in the app. And, and so, right. um, it's kind of fun, but there's like, you're saying there's always something about one of these apps that you don't like. And with Strava for me, it's, it's some of the privacy features. Um, for example, yeah. you could do a workout and then you, you can lock it at the end so that people can't see it, but you can't lock certain things aspects of it. Like, let's say I didn't right. mind all of my friends on Strava knowing I went for a run that morning, but I don't necessarily right. want them to see my time or right. I want them to see my, my mileage, but I don't want them to see what time I went running because I don't want people to know, establish a pattern with what time I go running. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like things like that. Um, I get that completely. I don't want anyone to know what I'm doing at all, frankly, but I, I just feel like they could be just a lot more fun and engaging. And I know like when you put the Fitbits on, you compete with other people. I don't want everybody to know what I'm doing. Like, so you, I don't, you don't want the social aspect. No, I absolutely you just not. want it to work for you. No. And no. that's interesting too, because a lot of these companies, by the way, Fitbit included, which makes hardware, but also, you know, a part of their value proposition is the app is yeah. they talk about their social community as being one of these things that brings people in and then keeps them engaged. Apple just introduced a new social feature with their, um, help, they call it, let's see, it's the Apple watch, but it's the activity app on Apple watch. And there's a right. social feature in there now too, because they think, oh, if you're able to share with other Apple watch users, it's going to mm -hmm. keep you going. Um, and so, right. and I think, you know, there have been some studies that show that that is what keeps people motivated because it is in a sense, this like digital equivalent now of like going to the gym with a friend, like you used mm -hmm. to, right. Going for a run with a friend. Um, right. but it's interesting to hear you say that that's not, that's like actually not what you're into. Yeah. There's one that I've just started trying, which I'm going to try this week. It's called SkyFit. Um, oh which yeah. Has, 
which has it's subscription classes. And, you know, they have yoga, they've got running, cycling. But really what I, again, it's cool to do that. And it's a little like the Peloton thing where you have the Peloton and then the things come streaming in. What I really like is a dead simple thing. And again, yeah, I'd like the Nike app back. That's exactly how I think about it. I'd like it dead simple with a few little features um, so I can try, you know, to just do a better job. And so, some of them are so badly designed. Like I'm looking at 10K Runner and I think it's probably better, but it's ugly as heck. And I don't understand W1 slash W2. I, I get workout one, day one, I guess. It's just not, they're not pretty. They're not pretty. I think Nike's one is pretty nice looking, but either they're not attractive or just no one's, I don't know why they're not spending time on it. And then they're always trying to get you to buy other things. So if I'm on this, this one that I was just talking about, that's run by Fitness 22, you know, immediately they asked me if I want to do meditation sounds, calm your mind, great abs, great butt, great legs. <laughs> that's a lot you to know focus I mean? on for one app or a lot to yeah. offer with one Doesn't app. They like, should focus. Great, great chest and arms. That guy does have great chest and arms. I got to say. Here's a squatting person squatting It's called <laughs> zero to a hundred squats in 10 weeks, you know, and then you just have to buy these other apps. There's one on just on sit up. There's a weird one, work up at home exercise. You know, it's, a, there's a lot out there and I get the point, but the two, the one I really like is the seven minute one I downloaded from the New York times. Oh, um, the seven minute. Someone uh, actually tweeted at it. us that, that they really liked that app, that they lost a lot of weight using the you know, seven minute it's workout. It's dead app. simple. It's dead simple. Mm-hmm. And you, all you do is like, it tells you what to do. The lady talks to you, says 30 seconds, jumping jacks, and then 10 second rest. And she's got kind of a robotic voice that you sort of want to do everything she says. Um, but I find it great. And then they offer other ones, you know, they have a very simple workout and then you can buy more. And I've bought several because I like them. They're like dead simple and really enjoyable. And then they have uh, videos. If you need to stop and look at how to do the exercise just right, there's videos to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot of I mean, apps with a killer feature, I think, yeah. that do one okay. thing really well. I think you're generally better off than something that tries to be everything, yeah. especially when it comes to something. I'm that, super disappointed in Nike. I have Nike shoes. I'm wearing Nike pants. I got a, I love the Nike hat. I've got a Nike shirt. Like, oh, man. Nike. Like, oh my I, haven't, God. I haven't worn that much Nike since I was like in the eighth grade playing basketball. They are frigging fantastic. Like if the, only their app could be as good as their hats, I'd be perfectly happy. <laughs> but it's, it's it literally, I'm like, Nike, you cannot get this right. You couldn't do the, the thing around the wrist. And now you can't do this. Like what is, I, I'd love to get the head of Nike on stage at code and just start strafing him with questions. I think that you've already made a really great pitch for that. I think yeah. the best way to do that is to continue to That's, rant about the app. Yeah. Yeah, I did and, online and then the head of PR called me almost immediately. That was interesting. Well, Nike, you're, you've heard it here on Too Embarrassed to Ask. Kara Swisher is not too embarrassed to tell you. No, she does not shocked. like your app. She thinks you should go back to the old app. Imagine how happy people would be. All those people like that have given you two stars in the code. iTunes app store. They've got like the new, code, new Nike stuff. And, you know, there's another one. Like, run 10K. And again, it's the ugly. There's like a weird little figure I don't quite understand it. And something like jog 30, walk 430, repeat seven times. Like what? Like, again, I don't even understand it. And the last part I will say, and then we can get to questions, is music, right? You mm-hmm. want music to be playing during the yeah. thing. And Nike actually has a nice integration with Spotify. Quite a few of them have great integrations with your own music or Spotify is great. And they have different playlists that are real stuff I've never heard and really gets me going when I'm running. But it's always glitchy. Sometimes it turns on, sometimes it doesn't turn on. And I don't know why, and I can't stop it. And if I stop the app, 
it thinks I finished. And, you know, then you're like, you can't like ever like go back. It's, it's just so non-intuitive. And so you can't get the music playing. And then like you have these, this boring run for 20 minutes where you don't get to listen to cool tunes mm-hmm. by Mary J. Get, get out of the app and get into your music app and then switch back. And then no, I'm, you can't. Su- it's really hard. I'm surprised actually at the number of running apps that don't directly integrate music. I think Runkeeper mm-hmm. does, if I remember correctly from the last time I used Runkeeper. Uh, I don't think Strava does. Yeah, I mean, generally you're you're stuck sort of controlling the music experience outside of the app that you're in, which is which is not yep. good. It sounds like with yep. the exception yeah. of Nike. And then you wanted to you know integrate into the Apple stuff too, if if you could. But again, they none of it just none of it integrates. None of it integrates. You know, another thing that I think serious runners or people who are on an intense training schedule are looking for too is stuff around recovery time. And I think very few of these apps actually offer that unless you are wearing some type of other, you know, wearable device that's maybe taking your heart rate into consideration or taking your VO2 max into consideration. And once they have that, those data points, they'll say, okay, your next run maybe should be in a couple days from now because you need to recover from that really long or that really intense run. But most of them don't really do that. I mean, most of them are just like, okay, great. Good job. You ran a few miles. And then you could like pick up the app and do it again and... I don't know. It's like you, unless you're really paying for premium features or you're, or you're paying for advanced sensors, you, you're kind of just you're using it at like a, a really basic kind of level. Should we talk about the business of these apps really quickly, too, before we get to our reader commentary about these apps? Because in the past couple of years, there's been a lot of consolidation in this area. We've seen Under Armour bought Endemondo, Map My Run. My Fitness Pal, which is not a workout app, but there is an exercise option. It's all about food tracking. Um, Adidas bought Runtastic, which is another popular running app. Asics mm-hmm. bought Runkeeper. Runkeeper, yeah. Uh, Runkeeper was acquired earlier this year uh, by Asics. And so it seems like a lot of apparel companies, it's a trend. It's officially a trend. They're snatching up these these health and fitness apps. They're adding them to their digital strategies because all the apparel companies need to have like a connected fitness or digital strategy now. Um, and I, But I think the other side of the story is that um, some of these makers of apps have had a hard time, you know, having meaningful revenue, yeah. getting yeah. people to pay for those advanced services. Yeah, I won't pay. I, like I did pay seven minutes, and which I, again, downloaded just from the New York Times. And also it installed right from the, it wasn't even an app. I think it's a website. I think it's just a mobile website that I'm using. But I, I have paid them like 99 cents every time to get more because just to keep it exciting. But, you know, I don't think I would pay for too much. You know why? Because I want the dead simple one versus one with all the bells and whistles and kooky stuff. Yeah. I mean, now if you look at something like My Fitness Pal, which is part of Under Armour, I mean, I used to use that app for pretty basic food tracking and I really liked it for its simplicity. Now you see like a lot of content and ads and stuff like that. They're starting to do a little while, but you're starting to see like, here's where you should buy those really expensive Under Armour pants, right? Like showing up in your feed. And and I can't help but wonder if that's the future of some of these applications because what the companies that are buying them are doing, they're basically getting all this personal data on you. They know they know your height yep. and weight and all that because you enter it when you start using this running app and then they know what your habits you are. You lie a little bit about that part. Right. But anyway. <laughs> right. Right. I'm always 5'7". I've been 5'7 <laughs> since I was playing basketball, okay? No, Every no. single basketball player lies about their height. That is true. Five, I'm really 5'6". Uh, but but yeah, I mean, and they know, they have all this information on you and that is like, that's like a gold mine to apparel companies. Yep, exactly. I wouldn't, I don't know if I wouldn't want to buy. I just don't want to be bothered when I'm working out, I guess. You know, I mean, they could write me later or something like that or at the end, like how are your shoes or... I wouldn't mind help with that stuff, and I wouldn't mind it in an app form. I just literally, I can't say enough that I don't want to play games. I don't want to, like, talk to people. I just want a nice thing to tell me what to do and then tell me how my progress is. 
and possibly if I'm wearing, you know, an Apple Watch or something else, my heart beat and everything else. That's that really pretty much simple stuff. And then just ex- literally like you have a trainer, essentially. Yeah. Tinder. Kara wants Tinder Tin- for running apps with the occasional yeah. real life encounter. Yes. Okay, that would- the trainer. Hello there. <laughs> There should be a tailor for trainers. <laughs> that would be great. Imagine like you woke up one morning at five in the morning and you were feeling especially motivated to go to the gym I, and you just swiped. You were like, I'm just going to swipe for an available trainer in my neighborhood and I'm, they're going to go running with me. Like, like in real life, not not digital, not like Peloton, like through a screen. Yeah. Yeah. I think about buying the Peloton and then I know I'll immediately regret it. Oh, there's a Peloton store now at the shopping yeah, mall at Stanford. Yeah. Of course, because it's sandwiched right between, you know, SoulCycle and like Tender Green or Sweet Green or whatever. What is that place called? Right. Sweet Green, the fancy Sweet salad green. shop. Yeah. I mean, there's yeah. like nothing more Palo Alto going on yes. right now than the well, fact that there's a Peloton uh, store. SoulCycle is trying to do it too. Eric is laughing. Eric's wearing to... a Stanford University t-shirt right now too. He's yeah. totally SoulCycle is trying to do that too. I did a podcast with the Peloton uh, folks and uh, I think it's really a compelling idea. I just, I think it just ends up like all my other exercise bikes sort of as a, as a coat rack for my things. I have to say for exercise, for cycling, I really like the, the IRL yeah. experience, the, exactly. the in real life. Same thing running. There's Same something thing great running. about it. In a minute, we're going to hear some comments about workout apps from our readers and listeners. So we had a lot more comments than questions this week. But first, today's show is brought to you by FreshBooks, a super simple cloud accounting software that's helping over 5 million small businesses conquer their administrative and paperwork in less time with way less stress. It only takes 30 seconds to create and send a polished, professional-looking invoice. And customers who accept online payments with FreshBooks get paid three days faster on average. FreshBooks can show you whether or not a client has looked at an invoice you've mailed. They also track your expenses, cash flow, and the time you're spending on each project. For your unrestricted 30 days free trial, just go to freshbooks.com ask and enter two embarrassed ask in the how you've heard about us section. That's freshbooks.com ask to start your 30 day free trial. Every week, we ask our readers and listeners for their questions and comments on tech topics we're discussing. You can submit your questions and comments by tweeting them to us with the hashtag TooEmbarrassed or by emailing TooEmbarrassed at Recode.net. This week, though, we didn't so much get your questions as we did ask for your feedback about running and workout apps. We wanted to hear from you what your favorite yeah. workout apps are or what your gripes are about these. So um, we have a lot. We're just, I was just plow yeah. through them, Kara. The first one is from Amelia Gapin. She's entirely yeah. Amelia on Twitter. That is a great handle. She says, I use Daily Mile and Strava. I don't care about gamification, but the social aspect can be nice. Well, Strava, which you mentioned, I don't know Daily Mile. Well, I, don't I don't know Daily that. Mile either. Oh, look at that. I you mean, again, that's the problem. There's no like one top one either. That you know, Like everyone uses different ones. And again, wish Nike would bring that one back. Um, but <laughs> I will try Daily Mile and Strava. I will try. But it's harder to get workouts on, on Strava. It's more of a, you know, you take, you keep uh, recording. Well, yeah, there, the Strava is GPS based. So what happens right. is you, if you're doing a GPS workout, like running or cycling, you can start it and then you're, you know, it's great. Okay. And then you, you finish it and it saves. If you aren't doing something GPS based, you basically just have to go do your workout. Like if I lift weights or take a yoga class yeah. or something like that. And then afterwards I go into the Strava app and I log, I manually log it, but it doesn't record things that aren't using GPS really. Yes, I get that. But yeah. I also... You also would like programs. This is, again, you have a different thing. You just like going and running because you're like a long-legged lady and you can just run and run and run. I just want to get it done <laughs> and move along. You know what I mean? Like, I I wanna... I, this is how everybody sees me. I'm like, in my head, I'm like, oh, I'm like that lady who used to run a lot and then I had a knee surgery and then I complained about it a lot. And now I go out every so often just to prove to myself I can still do it and pretty much hurt myself. 
know, I'm just like a little troll running up and down the streets <laughs> of Castro. So there you have it. Um, so next one is Casey Mungle at Casey Mungle. He uses Strava for running, although the Apple Watch needs an update badly to support the GPS in Series 2. Talk a little bit about the Apple Watch app and also the Apple Watch with all these things, because some of them work with them, some of them don't. Yes. Uh, so Apple Watch, of course, has its own core workout app called Workout Simply, and it syncs to Apple's own activity app on the iPhone. And it's a pretty good app. It's really simple. You're talking about simplicity. Like the Apple Watch workout app is a simple as it gets. You open up the app, there's some tiles, you can either tap on running or walking or hiking or cycling or other workout or whatever it is. You can even use Siri to launch it if you want. The app remembers the last workout that you completed. And so that will be at the top as a kind of a shortcut option. It's just super simple. But then these other third party apps, like let's say Strava or RunKeeper, um, they can also make an app for Apple Watch, which means that is the app you open on your wrist, on your tiny little watch and use as you're running. And then in theory, it is supposed to sync that data back both to that app, like the Strava or RunKeeper app and to Apple Health. But in my experience so far, it, it has not worked perfectly. It it depends a little bit on whether or not the, the third-party app makers have optimized their apps for the latest software and the latest hardware. It depends on whether they have agreed to work with Apple on the back end uh, to share data and stuff like that. So, like, really, if, if I'm going to go through the trouble of, you know, running Strava on the Apple Watch, and in a lot of instances I take my phone with me anyway... I'd probably mm -hmm. just run Strava on the phone uh, right yeah. now until it becomes fully optimized for Apple Watch 2. Right, right. And one thing I've also noticed, just so you're doing it, is you have to make an account in each of these places, either mm -hmm. through Google or Facebook. But I find that also astonishingly annoying. Like, you know, I just like to use it sometimes, but I get why they want me to sign up. But it's it's very confusing. Yeah, yeah, think. absolutely. Or f yeah, Facebook especially. And they, and they always say, we're not going to post to Facebook on your behalf. And you're like, oh, God, right, I, I, won't I, do, I hope I won't not. I won't do that. <laughs> I don't, I won't do it. I just don't believe, I don't agree with it. And I don't want Facebook, again, I don't want Facebook to know myself. I don't know if they want them jacked into Facebook and some third party apps jacked into Facebook. And with all this hacking going on, I worry about that because I've got so many of these that it's worrisome. Yes. Next comment is from Kevin McPartland. He says, it's all about Strava. Wow, we got a lot of Strava here. Watching your friends work out more and longer than you is always good motivation. Okay. The next one's from John Reynolds, Technogust. Gamification works in the beginning, but soon you realize that hard work is necessary and then you learn to move beyond and not need it. So gamification is one of those things that's become quite a buzzword in technology over the past few years. And it's something that applies not just to what we're talking about now, health and fitness apps, but something that's applied to enterprise software and marketing. And it's this whole idea that if you just add this sort of layer of gaming or points and badges and rewards to like anything, this idea that people will become more engaged in the software. Everybody is a 12 year old now. They can't just use <laughs> like we have to entertain them. Are we not entertained? Right. right. I mean, and, and I've read, I've actually done a little bit of reading on whether or not gamification works because I'm so interested in this from a health and fitness perspective. And it really seems like there are mixed results and a lot of it depends on kind of the the contextual application for it. Like in education, it might work because in a lot of ways, education, um, especially like online learning is essentially gamified anyway. But in a lot of cases, like gamification is something that it's done not very thoughtfully. It's just, you have to really have like sort of this, uh, 
intelligent approach to designing it when you add gamification to something and determine yeah, if it like, makes I, you know, sense. I think it's, or if it's essentially competing with your friends, right? You know, which that's what it feels like. Or yourself. Like there's an app called um, Zombies Run that I've used before. and I've reviewed it like for all things D years ago. And that, I, you know, I don't think you're as much competing with friends in that one as you are you're running from zombies, you know, in this audio world, you're listening to the app in your head and you could be running around Central Park, but it kind of feels like you're running away from zombies Seriously. and and you're leveling up and stuff like that. And, and are yeah. Are we allowed to curse on this show? Cause of course we are. All I can think of is for fuck's sake. I don't even get <laughs> like what are you like two? Anyway, <laughs> stop so. fucking swearing Kara. You know, this entire election has become gamified and, and Trump's losing because the entertainment's not as good. Right? Ooh, the gamification anyway. of the American government. Oh, please. That's exactly oh, what's going please. on. Anyway. We should tell Ezra to write about that. Yeah, I'm going to. Okay. I'll, I'll do an, he'll do an angry video. It'll be good. <laughs> ah. All right. The next comment is from Alexandria Biker, who has the perfect name because she uses Strava and her last name is Biker. Uh, but she also uses the Gyroscope app primarily and Garmin is her data backup through her Garmin GPS. Garmin, I will say, is one of those things. If you are going to spend, you know, $150 to $400 on a fancy Garmin wrist wearable, Garmin's software called Garmin Connect does share with a lot of these other popular apps. And so... Um, you know, if you like the Strava app, but you happen to wear something Garmin on your wrist, they share mm -hmm. data pretty easily. Fitbit does as well, although Fitbit doesn't work with Apple Health or, Health or Google yeah. Fit. So the yeah. Gyroscope app, Kara, have you used that one? No. I haven't either. And a lot of people wrote into us and told us that they liked that. You do have to give it access to a lot of your accounts. And this is like, you know, these are open APIs in a lot of cases. And oh. you're saying, sure, you can link to my Strava or you can link to my, you know, Fitbit yeah. or whatever it is. And then it, it creates these really, it's probably for data viz nerds. It's like creates this really beautiful visualization of your activities throughout the day. Oh, you're run by the Russians. Just <laughs> assume it's the Russians. <laughs> And they're not hacking John Podesta's emails. They're watching where we're running on. Right. And, and creating like these gorgeous little circles and bubbles for yeah. us to look at to distract us from the real <laughs> meaning behind it all. You know, again, right now I'm looking at the Strava. And again, they want me to join like the only thing I can do is join these dopey challenges. And I don't want to like it doesn't give me a little less. No, you can skip those. You should sign up for Strava because we can be on it together. No, but I, it doesn't tell me what to do. I need to have them tell me what to do. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. You you need them. Wait, you want them to offer you a training program or you don't? I do. I do. I do. I would like something because I'm just totally confused. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I don't want to follow my friends. I'm sorry. I like you, but not that much. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? All the Silicon Valley people use Strava. Yeah, whatever, because they don't have like they don't want to be told what to do. I do, and Incredibly. then they yeah, and then there there's a saying that if you don't if you didn't Strava, it didn't happen. Oh God. As they like, no, it's, it's quite. What are they going to have all that data in their coffin when they die? Anyway. <laughs> all right. So next one is Trent Moore at Trent Elmore. Uh, doesn't work for me. I use Pebble Health to try and hit 10,000 steps a day. So I'm not fat. Motivation enough for me. Oh, okay. That, those are those step things. There's like, a, those work just fine. Every one of those works just perfectly fine, no matter which one you use. I'm typically. wearing a Pebble 2 right now, and I uh, walked around Chicago oh. a whole bunch this weekend. I got my steps up. and. I have no idea if it's totally accurate. I found with the Fitbit Charge 2, I found some bugs while I was using it. They say it's fixed now, yeah. but it was totally inaccurate in terms of distance tracking. And mm -hmm. um, I don't know how accurate some of these are in some instances, but I will say there's something motivating about 
seeing your steps like that and, and saying, right. like, yeah, if I, if I do eight to 10,000 today, I'm still doing okay. Even if I didn't get a workout yeah. in. That's it, but they're fine. They're all the same. I don't care about the steps. I don't have no any, I have no idea what they mean. I don't have, it doesn't give me any meaning in life. All right. Well, next I don't one. think they actually, it's funny. I don't think they actually are in some ways. I mean, the 10,000 step thing is something that was created decades ago. It's something that the CDC recommends in terms of the, you know, the ideal daily activity of the average U.S. adult. But there, there's been a little bit of pushback to the whole idea of 10,000 steps in, over the past couple of years. Some startups just say, you know, 10,000 steps is not the metric by which you should strive to. You should shoot for like heart rate variability. You should shoot for sort of a daily activity level that works for you. It should be a dynamic level that's kind of fluid and changing depending on your activity. It should be one company called Mio that's based up in Canada. They've created an entirely different score. I think they call it the PEI score uh, that wow. is based on this longitude study that um it was more about heart rate variability than it was about 10,000 steps oh yeah I, one of the things I use a lot of the time when I want when I want to do this so they certainly rely on just the apple one because it's just fine for me mm-hmm. is the is the simple pedometer it's the simplest thing ever it's just a pedometer there's several of them in the apple store there's one just called pedometer and that works just fine for me but once again, that's about step counting, right? Yes, exactly. Step counting, right. Right. Which we may not want to have. I just, I think it's probably a good approximation of what you should do, step counting, correct mm-hmm. or not? No, you're right. And for some people, that's just kind of all the motivation that they need. Um, this next comment is from Glenn George at Glenn underscore George. He says, there's an unexplainable happiness in finishing the rings or getting those trophies. He's mm-hmm. not saying what he's referring to, but closing the rings is generally what people say about the Apple watch. So I'm pretty sure he's referring to that. And that is something that, um, it's not like that 10,000 step mark, but it's something, it's a visual representation of accomplishing a daily activity goal. And some people say they find it really motivating. All right, let's get through the rest very quickly. I'm going to read two at once. Miles Underwood. I use Jawbone Up app because it ties into my company's healthcare system, which is really important. A lot of companies are trying to force people to run to be healthier. And I've used Garmin watch Run Keeper and Nike Plus, having the watch is probably my favorite. All right. And virtual cycling with Go Zwift and Wahoo Fitness. The gaming aspect is perfect for motivation. Oh, wow. Everyone's got a different thing. Everyone's got a different yeah, thing. Yeah, it's also fragmented. And I think this really underscores it. There's another person named David Lindsley who wrote that he loves Run Keeper. It's so accurate. It keeps reminding me of how I'm doing, whether I'm making progress. He's not the only person. Jason Evans said he uses Run Keeper currently because he likes to collect data, routes, heart rate. But seeing other exercise does seeing others exercise doesn't really motivate me. So he's in the same camp as you but the next guy says i prefer to see where and what my running friends are running as opposed to gamification and he said strava that's he said strava yeah. was his so this is an interesting comment we got this from joseph bolivant i'm your typical fitness fanatic but literally the only quote-unquote gamification that worked was pokemon go making me run or walk more so there's one vote for pokemon go and joseph is not the only person by the way who is apparently influenced or motivated by pokemon go recode ran a story earlier this year based on some data that showed that the most engaged fans of the game watched 25% more than they did before Pokemon Go's release. And then there were some anecdotal stories too that came out about people who, um, you know, just say that they were simultaneously wearing their Fitbit while they were playing Pokemon Go and they got like 14,000 steps. Uh, <coughs> Ina Freed, um, no, actually, I don't know if Ina Freed was wearing a Fitbit, but she, I think she's still into the Pokemon Go thing. Here's another comment from Andres Marchuski. At Dave Rage, I love Zombies Run. See, Zombies Run is the one we mentioned earlier. Got me to 5K. Nothing to do with points and badges. Storyline and atmosphere. It is really funny when you first start it. It's like some, you know, British accent in a helicopter being like, oh, hello. 
You're going to be running from the zombies today. I hope you make it, mate. Dropping no. you off here now. Good oh, luck. Scared <laughs> for you. Because I, I was like a really, really bad combination of an Australian accent. And, yeah, I don't know and, what that was. <laughs> British one. But Clear. all of a sudden you get really freaked out. You're like, oh my God, there's zombies behind that bush. Do all right. Okay. The, do you want to read the last couple of comments, Kara? Yes, I, shall. I think you need to calm down. <laughs> Definitely gyroscape app, beautiful app, beautiful reports, gamification has everything. Another person uh, is uh, Mac PP MacPole. Also, fun fact: I sometimes listen to Too Embarrassed while running. Oh, wow! <laughs> <laughs> I hope you're listening to this one. Hey, if you're listening to this one, watch out for the zombies <laughs> behind the British accent. <laughs> All right, Lauren. <laughs> Let me know when you're done because I'll just move along. I'm just going to – go ahead. Keep going. I know. You crack yourself up. <laughs> I use many apps from Runtastic and I find them really motivating to work out or go for a run. Well, and that's the point. Ultimately, that is the point, right? I mean, yep. for these companies, yep. they want to suck you into their app right. ecosystem and get all of your data and maybe eventually have you buy stuff. Uh, but for people who are using them, the end goal is really to have something that is motivating and is useful and gives them maybe a little bit more data than they might normally get while they go for a run. Yeah. Um, or they're working out in some way, shape or form. Yeah. And yep. I I'm actually, I, I was really hoping that we would be able to do this podcast while we were running today, Kara. I think yes. that's still something no. we need to do. No, no. I'm looking at one daily mile. It's very nice, but again, it doesn't tell me what to do. So I'm going to look in a gyro. You look in a daily mile. I'm going to look in a gyroscope. I'm going to see how supposedly beautiful these data visualizations are. And then I think you should try zombies run because I think it would be fun. Would you? I really don't want to run from zombies. I really yeah, don't. I have, but I, I even paid for it at the time. I think it was four ninety nine at the time that yep. I originally mm-hmm. used it, and um, and and I liked it, and not, not enough to make it my daily running app. I mean, I think sometimes for me, running is actually a like a break from noise and a break. I'll yeah. still listen to music, and I'll still have an app running in the background, but I don't want something that actually like gets me sort of, you know, oh my God, zombies. <laughs> I think I'm going to create a running app for people like me. Like, listen, listen, you lazy piece of something, you know, like let's get up and I'll just talk to them throughout it. Like that was slow of you. That would be and amazing. You should would, absolutely do that. Oh my gosh. Should we, let's tape an entire podcast. Eric is shaking. <laughs> he's nodding, but I think he's only nodding because he's locked in a close, a small room with me. <laughs> we should. So tape I am podcast. right as we speak. And as we finish up, I am downloading every single one of these and we'll see. And I'll, I'll get back to you later on the show and which one on another show on which one I like so far. I don't like any of them that I'm looking at. They're maybe Kara, cute. maybe as part of our sponsorship, we can, um, we can rally off a run with you. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> But thanks for the thing. Anyway, this has been another great episode of Too Embarrassed to Ask. If you enjoyed the episode as much as we did, be sure to <laughs> be sure to subscribe to the show. And you can leave us a review at iTunes.com slash Too Embarrassed to Ask. And if you don't, I will send zombies after you. Okay. All right. All right. Um, and subscribing is great. You'll be the first to listen to new episodes every Friday or catch up on previous episodes where answer all of the tech questions that our listeners have been too embarrassed to ask. That's on iTunes.com slash too embarrassed to ask you can also subscribe you can find us everywhere you can subscribe on google play music or tune in or stitcher you can listen to every episode at a website called recode go to recode.net slash podcasts mm-hmm. and while you're there you should 
check out our other podcasts like Recode Decode, Recode Replay, and Recode Media with Peter Kafka. Don't forget about The Verge, which also has some great podcasts. Walt Mossberg and Neilai Patel host Control, Walt Delete. Neilai also usually hosts The Verge cast. And Chris Plant has a fun one called What's Tech? And don't forget to tweet your questions ahead of time to at Recode with the hashtag Too Embarrassed or email them to tooembarrassed at recode.net. Thanks for listening. And thanks again to our sponsors, Audible and FreshBooks. Thanks also to Digital Media, which distributes the show. We'll be back next week to answer more of the questions that you have been too embarrassed to ask. We'll hear more of Kara's rants about running apps. So tune in then. (laughs) 